You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host Pierce alongside of my good pal uh, Dylan. Unfortunately, Jimmy can't be here today, which he would love because he's a, he's a Leafs fan, but uh, replacing him is uh, Mike Stevens from uh, Sports Illustrated and the Staff and Graph podcast. How's it going, Mike? It's going great, man. It's the first day of training camp. You know, it's first day. It's like the first day of school. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. It's great, man. It feels good to be back in the swing of things. Mm. Uh, I've been thinking because we've had so many interviews on what if we just made it so awkward <laughs> like an Eric Andre show and just be like hey Mike what do you think about the uh, Canadian election but I'm like no let's let's not do that <laughs> so what um, if it was purple <laughs> yeah <laughs> the purple wave is coming um anyways uh so uh, how have you been man like uh how have you been this past little bit I mean, good, you know, just uh, just try and take advantage of as much downtime as possible. Right. Because it's this is a short off season. Like we it's especially, you know, for the players, it's one thing. But for us, hardworking media types, like it's it's a whole other like it's no. But it, for for real, like it doesn't although training camps are starting now, like it still doesn't feel like the season is about to begin. Like it, it's it's just a weird like we're eventually going to have to get back in the swing of things now. And. I don't know. It's been good. Like I, I've just been trying to take it as easy as possible, but teams keep putting out news and there keeps, keep seeing to be transactions, but yeah, you know, that's, that's the, that's the name of the game. I wouldn't ask for anything else. Yeah. And with every guest we've had on, like we've asked like what you've been doing during the whole COVID thing, kind of to stay sane, like any, have oh. you picked up on any uh, new like Netflix shows or movies or any of that? Just any new activities? Well, I, I, at the start, cause COVID, this has been a very long time with COVID, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, there being eras of it, you know, eras, yeah. exactly eras <laughs> of it. But at, during the first little bit, I got really into running and I ended up like running a marathon for a bit, which was cool. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then uh, recently, like we're, after that, I got really into cooking. Like I'm, I'm a good. Yeah, cook I now. saw that. Yeah, that's oh, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I, li- I live on my own, so it's all for myself, uh, which is nice. But I thought, hey, let's learn a skill. And cooking's fun. I like food. Food's fun. So did that. And now, now I uh, I just was able to dig my dad's old bike out of the garage and kind of refix it. Now I'm a bike guy. So oh, awesome. That's so that's cool. So it's just been there have been three distinct eras in my in my COVID journey. It's been the the marathon runner, the chef, and now the bike guy. So, so my. Mike the bike guy eh? exactly I, everyone I, I was like hey what should I name this bike just thinking people would you know toss out names like just random names and everyone was like bicycle Stevens or bikes I'm like all right yeah it sounds I, I set, set myself up for that one and you know don't know if I'm gonna name my bike after myself but uh you know it's 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 good I'm not that vain but it's 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 a fun uh it's been a fun journey anyway <laughs> Uh, that's awesome here. So uh, now that we're now we've got that out of the way, uh, on to what the people want uh, the Leafs uh, the Leafs topic. So uh, oh, I have to ask you, man. Like, uh, please don't charge us any money, man, for the podcast prep that oh, you did. <laughs> what a oh my god! What a dweeb <laughs> that tweeted that. Like, can we just talk? Like, oh my god! Can you? First of all, anyone who doesn't like. I host a podcast. I don't even do an yep. hour of prep for that. Like it's, I don't like, either. <laughs> exactly. Like I think if you're, if you're prepping your pod, unless it's like Dan Carlin's hardcore history, where like you're telling a story, mm, yeah. you should, if you're doing an hour of prep for your podcast, I, you're over prepping, like just let it, it's, you're eventually just going to be reading off a script that mm-hmm. and, and to charge 150 bucks like it's ridiculous i should oh my god yeah you know this will be this will definitely be free guys don't worry this yeah. one's on me i just can't no, believe the guy don't worry i'll so transfer you the hundred dollars like, the one guy told him to go after, go fuck himself and he was just like <laughs> i can't believe the nerve of some people i'm oh doing a god. service for them it's like get off your he went private eh? so yeah. he uh so, like it, it it's uh, everyone's they as they always say everyone's gangster until it's this tweet is or yeah. these tweets are protected and it's <laughs> the tweet it's has true. been deleted every yeah. time exactly though. every it happens every time and it really like what i love about the, not what i love but like one thing that i found interesting about code before we hop into hockey is like twitter twitter was already a bad idea like i don't think anyone should be able to just tweet like to just send their every fleeting thought out to the world but now that we're we've all been locked inside and like gone crazy and people there's just no filter on it anymore and so a guy like that who's like i'm important enough to like who thinks he who thinks he's in the right to be like i'm important enough to charge 150 bucks for a podcast (laughs) appearance and and then to like defend himself to be like this is the hill i'm dying on like is it's it's just hilarious to see what a what a world we live in especially especially since he thought people were going to defend him and be like oh Oh my god right and everyone was just like you're such a also let me just ask a question who the fuck is that guy like, I've never heard, heard of him like <laughs> once ever. I've never heard of him. Does. I've never heard of him. So like <laughs> if like if like if Ellie, for example, like we just had like Ray Ferraro on, we had yeah. like Damon Severson, we've had like a mm-hmm. lot of like high none of them have even like we, we haven't even come close to paying them. Like it's it's mm-hmm. and for this guy, and those are like you know, like Chris Johnson, like 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 guys who are more important than this guy. And so for him <laughs> to be like 150 bucks, like yeah, my time, I'm like no insane i could i could we could spend the whole hour just roasting oh 100 yeah. seriously oh it's, it's insane it's insane and th- th- you go back to the thing where it's like oh, i i do an hour of prep it's like the good thing about a podcast is you can just shoot the shit you know exactly. like if that's you're, the point yeah it really should be like i like i i started a podcast with my friend like when i was in first year so 2015 just to like kind of get our feet wet and whatever and it be and like 
we we stopped doing it because you know we both got jobs and got busy yeah. but like i think it became better when we stopped caring like we would, mm. we would write down every every question and, and anytime we did an interview and it just sounded like we were reading off a of paper before when we were just after when we were just winging it, it, it it's got that flow going yeah. it's so much better so if you're doing an hour like potential you know young young professionals out there if you're doing an hour of prep for your podcast you're you're over prepping fella you're over prepping yeah. guys or or this man yeah we time management yeah. at the end of the day like. exactly <laughs> how do you have the time like go oh my god jeez like anyway. we write down a few like points just to be like okay we yeah. wanted to ask that but other than that we just kind of we just uh shoot the shit as they say and one of my favorite replies to that tweet it's like uh um, it, it was basically just quoting what he said, and then right after that, it's so like as there's a they're driving oh to left god. field. <laughs> the Cassianos makes it for nothing. Oh my god, that's that. that's the bet. Um, the Nick Castellanos hitting a home run in the middle of a tragedy, like <laughs> is my favorite. I think that my favorite thing that's ever happened from from Twitter because it happens. Like mm, I follow like all home, the time. <laughs> yeah, I follow Home Run Bot, and like I can't tell you how many times I've seen like devastating hurricane hits like the west coast and then above it it's like nick castellanos two run 26 of the season <laughs> i'm just like oh my god it happened again and oh i think that like this guy just this guy just happens to hit a lot of home runs mm-hmm. and the world just happens to be a terrible place where terrible things happen yeah. all the time but like after he did that in the middle of the worst apology of all time by tom brenneman it just became the <laughs> a meme and i would ha- not have it any other so way and great. i like how he's in like he's in on it now too which is great so yeah. What's the, what's the stat? He, his the first game he ever played was like on the day Osama bin Laden. Died. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's something ridiculous. Like, oh my god, wild, it's hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. I love it. Oh my gosh, so funny. Anyways, so uh, how about those Leafs? Say, eh? uh, let's oh let's get god. into that. <laughs> Just a yeah, mood shift. In me. Yeah. Let's fucking talk about it. Like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Ah oh, boy. Okay, we so had so first, much fun talking yeah. about Cassianos. Now I got it. Oh my god. Okay, here we now go. Now I'm gonna have an existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and it, well, the Leafs are always an interesting team, no matter what mm. you think about them. And uh, my my quite my, my first question to ask is Morgan Riley. Do you think they should trade or extend them because? Being Blackhawks fans, uh, look at uh, what we gave up for Seth Jones. <laughs> and then nice. if you're Toronto, you look at what you gave. Like, yeah, Morgan Riley's been there for a while. But if you get like that same package, how do you not trade him? So I want to hear what you think about that. I mean, look, if you can get. OK, there are two ways to look at this, because this is most GMs are operating from their own set, like from a selfish sense, right? Like it's like Kyle Dubas right now. Like if they don't do, if they don't make it past the first round this year, he's gone. Like, yeah. like straight up. Unfortunately, there's no way. Yeah. And look, I'm, I'm a big Dubas guy. I covered the Marlies uh, for years when he was there. Like I, you know, I've watched him be in charge of a team and watched him like be like just usher in a stellar development system. But I've also looked at a lot of the things that he's done at, at, you know, like just, they're not huge things, but they're little things, but it ends up being kind of death by, by a thousand cuts um, with little mistakes he's made and like losing certain guys on waivers or, or trading, you know, a third round pick for this guy who just clearly didn't end up stuff like that. And they got a lot, they, a lot of them got exposed last year. Um, now with Riley, it's, it's, I say that because with Riley, like, look, would the smart thing be to, put him on the market and potentially get a similar, if not better package than what, you know, the, the blue jackets got for Seth Jones. Absolutely. Like that would like, look, Adam Boquist is going to be a star and getting yeah. a first round pick and all that kind of, it's fantastic. At the same time, the Leafs really need to be good right now. 
like really, really, really need to be good right now. Like not like for Dubas's job, for Keith's job, for Shanahan's job, for the, the mental stability of pretty much everyone they need. And, and just like for the fact that people will stop caring about this team, they need to be good right now. Morgan Riley makes them really good right now. Rasmus Sandin is not ready to take that step, even though I think he's very good. Um, so when it comes to extending him, I don't know because we just saw like a host of defensemen get paid way more Seth than they, Jones. Yeah. Seth Jones, but like Darnell nurse. For Darnell nurse was a wild one that like, in my opinion, other than like, like take away like Bobrovsky, like that's the worst contract in the league. Like you think that, that's like, worse than Jones and Skinner. And Skinner. Oh, okay. never mind. Skinner's Skinner's a, we always forget <laughs> Jeff Skinner, but that's the I worst. Forgot, like, that's because he's on, that's because he's on Buffalo. That's why No, I, <laughs> I, forgot, I, I will, I will say fully. I totally forgot about Skinner. So yes, that yeah. is the worst contract in the league. Thank you for thank Oof. you for reminding me. But <laughs> another like, nine mil contract. <laughs> not even close. But Darnell Nurse is look, he's a fine defenseman. He's like a number, he's like a number two or like a number three, I'd say. Nine point two five million dollars a year for eight years. Get out of here. Like that's insane. So that makes me a lot pretty worried with Morgan Riley, where the guy has had a 72-point season. He, you know, he quarterbacks a power play, he puts up good numbers all the time, and he's been here for a long time. He's been through a lot of shit. So he can put that in negotiations and be like, look, I have been the consummate soldier. And honestly, he probably should be the captain of the team. Like, I was literally yeah. just thinking that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Like, John Tavares is fantastic. I think he's a great captain. Like, nothing. And anyone who says that, that, that he's been a bad signing, whatever, absolutely not. He's no. been fantastic. Exactly as advertised with the Leafs. But I think Morgan Riley should have been the captain. And I think there's a lot that goes into that. So if, if, he, if it comes down to paying a guy like Morgan Riley $9 million a year, I'm not into that. Like he's a, he's a great player, but he, he can be a carnival in his own zone. And there are certain things like his little fucking flicking wrist shots at the, at the blue line that drive me crazy. Um, and just don't work. I think you make the most of this season. You may be trying to hammer out something at the trade deadline. If you can, um, like in terms of, of an extension, but if you're a contending team in a contention window, I don't know. Like you can't, you can't get rid of your arguably number one defenseman before, before uh, like contention season. It's just never happened before. So I think I, I, you know what, this is one of those situations where I'm really glad I'm not Kyle Dubas because I honestly don't know which way to go in, in a pure like video game. Like I'm, you know, I play a lot of, I play a lot of like MLB, the show and Mm -hmm. stuff like that as like a a GM. So like in my mind, if I have a player who, you know, I'm, I'm kind of quasi on signing for a bit, coming up i'm like yeah i'll trade him at the height of his value for you know like a bunch of a bunch of pros like there's no draft picks in the, in the mlb but like you know a bunch of prospects you know like to to restock is that'll be great and they'll cost a lot less and they'll be awesome at the same time like you kind this is a do or die season and I, you just can't get rid of a guy who who logs that ice time who plays that role who scores those points who moves the puck like, the way he does before a season where it is essentially like second round slash stanley cup or bust so I, I don't envy the job that Kyle Dubas has to do with this. Do you agree with the quote that the Kyle Dubas has assembled a great team of losers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forget who said it, but like, it's so true. It is. Yeah. You know what? I like from this, from the, from the moment the puck dropped, like from the first, like two minutes into game seven, I knew they weren't going to win. Like they came out flat yeah, me too. and it's, yeah. and it's just like, what, like here it is all over again. 
The thing is, Kyle Dubas has done everything right. Like the guy signed John Tavares. He brought in, he got Jack Campbell for nothing. And he's and at a very reasonable deal. He got Jake Muzzin for nothing. Off okay, but he's roster. not right-handed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we're going to have to make it work. Don't even get me oh, fucking God. started on my bad talk. But like... But like he he like think about all these moves like he's found like gems to to you know like for low like for example like even getting a guy like Trevor Moore in there like for nothing you know paid no assets for him developed him never and then parlayed him into a, potentially the goaltender of the future like you know the, you've got Jake Muzzin for nothing off the active roster you got T J Brody for looking at the defensive market now an absolute steal like five million dollars for tj brody that guy would get like seven on the open market right now you know like there's been a you know, drafting like the they've been fantastic at drafting yeah. robertson in the second round rasmus sandin guys like guys like that it's it's been great and yet you when it when it's all said and done they can't put it together this is not on dubas this is on the players there's been a lot that dubas has done wrong i think like like i said letting guys you know like letting guys leave on waivers you know caving to marner um you know all that kind of stuff and like i'm sure you're gonna ask me about marner and i'm gonna like (laughs) don't i'm not looking forward to that but there have been but at the same time like it is on the players like the fact that you can come out and for the like the fourth do or die game in a row you you not only play like it's not only that you lose you play like shit like you laid an egg (laughs) Exactly. Like, it's not even that they came out and they like, they tried their best and, you know, just the puck didn't, it just, you know, like luck just wasn't on their side. And, you know, like that's the, it's like, like the bills, for example, when they lost their four straight (laughs) Super Bowls, like, look, like some of that was to do with them, like shit in the bed, but others was just like, man, I think the universe straight up hates this team. They're a good team. The Leafs was just like, they came out and they fucking blew it. And like at a certain point you have to look at, and I, I think if they don't do it, this will be the year that they do it. And I think it should have been this summer. You look at the team, they go like, how many times can we run this back? And these guys screw up. Like it happened last year and they, they did the whole running it back and then it happened again and they're doing the whole running. So I don't know. It's on the players. It's up to them to sort this through. And the, the scariest part is this is a worse team than, than last year, at least not on paper in a better so, division, in a better division. Uh, like, the Atlantic is one of one of the best divisions in, in the league. And it's honestly like not even like it's like usually most years in the Matthews era other than the first year, you can go into the season and go, all right, the Leafs are penciled into a playoff spot. Like they're going to finish third in the division. You know, they're, they're going to start on the road, but at least they're going to be like, we don't know. Like Florida is a wild card in this. Like, although the, I think the Habs are going to suck this year, they did just mm-hmm. make the Stanley cup final. So who knows who fucking knows, man, like Tampa is, is still Tampa. Boston, you know, just like, yeah, they lost some guys and, and some guys are getting older, but they have Taylor Hall now. They have a new goalie. Like, there's just a lot going on. I don't know. It's going to be crazy, but it is on the players 100%. I always yeah, feel like, sorry, with like the, like, I just like, from what I've seen, it always feels like Kyle Dubas is like taking, taking the bullet, like, um, yeah. where it's like, yeah, that. I got to be better. Yeah. And it, he seems like a player's gym. Like, you look at the money he gave Marner and Matthews and, and it's just like where where where's the responsibility from the player? Like where's them taking the responsibility? Like, oh, I got to be way better. Like I was just not good. Like I just feel like I don't see that enough from the players. Yeah, at least the, from the, an outsider's perspective. The thing that always made drove me crazy when watching the Leafs the last two years is like you have these four guys who make all this money, but they need a guy like Zach Hyman to stir the fucking line. Like yeah. Why is he getting the best shot chances in a seven game series against the Habs? Matthews, what's going on? Like that, yeah. that was, I'm sorry, from an outsider standpoint, that was my whole 
no, yeah, process, that whole series. Like, what was that top line doing? What, it's good like, to know that I wasn't going crazy. That you yeah, guys, like, lost and I'm the biggest Austin Matthews fan on the planet. He's my favorite player, not on the Blackhawks right now. And I was watching that entire series, and I was like, this is the guy who scored like forty something goals this year, and he looks like a ghost. What the hell's going on? Like, I, and I felt so bad for like Jack Campbell because Jack Campbell played so well. He was and, better than Price. Like, oh my god, <laughs> so well, it's, man. Oh, you guys are bringing the demons back right now. Like it's like, oh no, it's true. And look, here's what I'll say because everyone, because a lot of people, obviously, including myself, have given Marner a lot of a lot of crap over the summer for disappearing, and he did. Um, and people go, oh, like, but where was Austin Matthews? Elite. First of all, like Matthews was playing with like a busted wrist that it took forever to get surgery on. Like the guy, the guy won the rocket Richard with like one wrist. So that's pretty nice. <laughs> but also secondly, like first, at least Austin scored and Austin didn't flip the puck over the fucking glass. Like, <laughs> and like, just look like a <laughs> defeated little child in the box. Like in, Jesus. In, in his last 18 playoff games, Mitch Marner has taken six penalties, five of them have been delay of game oh for God. flipping the puck over the glass. How the fuck does that happen? How do you do that? How does that come to be? Like, I, I don't get it. And at a certain point, like, like, obviously I felt, I felt, I looked at the guy like on the verge of tears in the box and I felt terrible for him. Like, this is a guy who grew up in, in Toronto. He's a, he's a Leafs fan. You know, he, he got drafted by his hometown team, wants to be there. But then I go, this guy essentially bulldozed the team to get paid like $2 million more mm. per year than he should have when he knew how, to, how close the team was to the cap and goes out there in a do or die game. And like Steve Dangle puts it great. Like that is fuck you money. And although they're like, anyone can bring up a million excuses. Like, you know, it's the pressure, this, that, whatever. Fuck you. You're making 11. You're making all, like now with the, with the average salary going up, he's making more than he did when he signed. So like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about the pressure. You're getting paid more than I will ever like in one in, in half a season you're or no in, in, in like two paychecks, you're making more money than I'll ever see. Like, like fuck you go out and score. The, the thing we always say is you're getting paid more than Patrick fucking Kane, who is, in my opinion, one of the best wingers in the game. And yeah. I'll say one thing. Patrick Kane never disappears in the playoffs. Team might get swept, but he's not the one reason they got mm. swept. Like it. And I will hear people say Marner's the best in the regular season. He puts up all these assists. It he doesn't does all matter. Th- no. Yep. hundred percent. And it, it just, and like you said, he's like, the, he could have been this city's like hero, but oh, he decided to be a villain and think he's worth as much as a guy who scores 40 goals a year. And I'm you, sorry, you at it. the end of the day, it is not the same thing. We preach about this all the time on this podcast. Like you no, could be you a great it. playmaker. You don't put the puck in the net at the end of the day. Like you want, you 100% nailed it. Like in this city, like Marner before all that Marner was like the most beloved. He's like a teddy far. bear. Oh my God. He's the most, he was the most beloved leaf by far. His face was like, you, you couldn't escape his face. He was everywhere. I remember going to like a bar sitting down at a table and like, there was a little standee of his face, like on the table with like a Red Bull can just being like, you know, like I'm Mitch Marner drink, like everywhere. <laughs> and like every, every, you know, with, with Patrick Marlowe, like, you know, the father son thing, like there were, there were commercials, like insurance commercials about that. It was nuts. And he, if he went in and literally just was like, even though this is more than he should be making, if he went in and he was like, I'm going to take, you know, like six by nine, everyone like there would, the heat would be off. Everyone would be like, Oh, like he's actually taking a discount because all the reports were, you know, like where he's asking for 10, 11, 12, 13. Like if he was like six by nine or 6.9.5, 
like everyone would have, it would have been an overpay, but it would, everyone would have just shut up. And the, the perception was no, but he ground every cent. And look, in a selfish way, robbed me of a summer of my life. Like, Dude, I had- honestly, <laughs> like you couldn't sign that contract July 1st because from what it looked like, it was like maybe 600K difference in salary. Oh, yeah. Like, and it was like the same with Nylander too at the end of the day. Like the Nylander numbers were always in that spot. And then like it, it ended up being like 900K was the difference or something. It's that like, is, okay, whatever. It's a steal of a contract, by the oh, way. Oh, now yeah. it's a Nylander's steal. contract's like, fantastic. After the... Looking back on it, that's fine. But <laughs> that saga, like the, specifically the Nylander one, took years off my life. And I'm not, and I'm like, oh, not man, even, right. I'm not even joking. Every, all the media in this town, like, we hate it. Like, we, it, it was, it was the worst. The worst part was like, they weren't even playing bad while Nylander was out. No, they were, and then they Nylander got back great. and then everything fell off the rails. And it was just like, I don't even know what to think anymore. <laughs> it was, it was insane. And it was also just like, because it wasn't just the Nylander negotiations. It was every intermission of every game. You'd have, you'd have like guys go on and just be like, all right, so here's some trade proposals for Nylander. Um, David Savard and Boone <laughs> Jenner. And we're like. And William like, Nylander for Nick Ritchie and Josh Manson. <laughs> I, I at least heard of William Nylander for Brandon Stodd and a William Nylander for Nick Schmaltz in that time. <laughs> like I heard a bunch of those. Like, like it got to the point where like, I just, w- I, I turned off the intermission. Like I, like. Because I'm just like, I can't watch this. Like, this is making me mad. It's actively making me mad. And Martin, like, at least it at least it was just a whole summer of this shit. But, like, you look at an example. Like, for example, like, Quinn Hughes and Elias Pedersen right now are, like, they, they don't have a contract. Training camp is open. They haven't had a contract all summer. And there has been no movement. And we haven't heard jack shit about offer sheets, about trades. We haven't had every fuck we haven't had darren dreger coming out to mm-hmm. say that that elias Pettersson wants 15 million dollars a year every every day like it is another level and so like anyone who's anyone who tries to go and say like oh yeah man i'm a canucks fan i know exactly no you don't you don't know anything of what these were like because it wasn't just a negotiation it wasn't just the time waiting for it it was all the shit that happened every day every day you log on to twitter all oh, offer sheets coming here all oh, trade coming here here like you know, report that's yeah. clearly right from the mouth of his insane dad. Oh, you oh know, like God. let's like it, he wants this might push million. Matthews to go back to Arizona, who is totally going to be a good spot for him to go when his contract's up. That one's always my favorite, by the oh way. My God. Yeah, Matthews it's- is going to go back to that shit show in Arizona right now where they don't even have a stadium. Good Matthews talk, guys. signs. Matthews signs a deal. I love Brian Burke, you know, but Matthews <laughs> signs a deal for five years. The summer, so he's got four. He's got like he hasn't even started the deal yet. That summer, Brian Berg is on the radio going, I do think Matthews is going to go back to Arizona after. And I'm like, buddy, do you have any idea how much like like it has been what, like 19, 20 months since COVID has happened? And like my life is completely different than what it was before it started. Like we're talking a half decade. Like this is not a conversation that should even be near your brain right now. Like it is oh, insane. I, I being a Leafs, being, being like covering the Leafs, being a fan, anything about that. It's just, yeah. it will drive you nuts. Yeah, you guys all deserve an award. You guys are warriors. Like Jesus. Now some of, of us suck, man. Oh no, there's some oh, of us. Every so fan many. base has, every fan base has. This. Don't, don't a, give us any awards. Like, that's the <laughs> echo chamber. Like uh, there's some Leafs fan I cannot stand, but yeah. I was speaking from like a media. Respect. I was speaking from a media standpoint. Of That's just true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you guys got to deal with everyone being in your teeth every five seconds. Yeah, Why does this seven. pertain to the Leafs? Like everyone, every, like specifically Canucks fans are all like, you know, oh, like all this, com- like there's all this conversation with the Leafs. You don't want this. No, you don't want this. 
don't like, want it at all. Imagine the shitstorm if P- Pedersen and Hughes were Leafs. It would be all you would hear about. But no, it's just oh, uh, Jim Benning saying, oh, we hope that, you know, like the negotiations are going to pick up soon. Okay, cool. And that's it. <laughs> Look, the Sedins are here. Let's talk about them. Like, it's like that. It's just, you don't want Crazy. this. Don't be jealous because you don't want this. And going back to Marner, it's like, mm-hmm. even if he can't figure it out, that's an anchor contract at this point. I don't like, especially with the way every team's strapped against the cap right now. Like we were just talking last podcast about mm-hmm. Jack Eichel and how we, I personally don't think he's going to get traded just because no one has the cap space. And like you have, you look at like a trade like the Eric Carlson trade where you had to move so much salary just to get a player like that. It's just, it's going to be hard for teams to even, or to even try to move a contract like that nowadays. No, hundred percent. It's going to be interesting. Like, like you said, especially with all those new defenseman contracts coming in and like nine mil, like, mm-hmm. I don't it's, know. <laughs> look, I think, I think a team would make room for Marner just because like, this is a, you know, money in the bank, 90 point guy every year oh, yeah. and, and all that. But like the fact, the fact that we're sitting here talking about that, like this guy is what, like 20, 23, 24 years old. He's, you know, like good for at least 90 points a year might, you know, might win an art Ross one day. And we're talking about how he might not be able to get moved like that. That speaks volumes to just how shitty that contract is and how, if he had just signed for like 2 million less, which still would have been an over, which still would have been an over, or no, not 2 million, like a million and a half less. Yeah. There still would have been somewhat of an overpay, but knowing that he could like the endorsement deals would have been more than he could ever even imagine. Literally. Like this would, th- we would not be talking about this. And I guarantee you as well, if he had done that, he probably would have scored in the playoffs last year. He's a very, look, he's a very emotional guy. Every, we all are. We all like oh, yeah. someone like as much as, you know, we want to say it rolls off my back. I get called an idiot every day on, on Twitter. And, you know, every once in a while, one, pen, <laughs> one penetrates the, the armor. Like, so I don't blame him at all. But at the same time, like, if you like, you kind of brought it on yourself here. And I look, I sympathize. Like, there's, there's a line that people cross, obviously, but like, when it comes to valid hockey criticism, you could have saved yourself a lot of hassle. Oh, people going into that. like his Instagram comments oh, to see like, oh, oh fuck you or whatever. No, get help. Get help. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, that's, that's, I'm talking about own, like shit that's on the ice and like like you know the fact again like the fact that he just threw the puck over the glass like all the time and didn't and looked like a shell of himself. And this is not just the like he looked like a shell of himself in the bubble before and all that. Like it's just like it's it it you know all that kind of stuff. Anything else is ridiculous and way over the top. I'm mm-hmm. talking about just with his hockey and earning potential level. Strictly on ice is all we care yeah. about at the yeah. end of the day. Like exactly. And like we deal with it right now because everyone is literally bashing Seth Jones into the yeah. moon because and rightfully know, so. He's yeah, that's his analytics and he's been bad the last two years. But then like yeah. at the same time, they're going after like him personally and shit. And we're no. just over here, like, first of all, give him a chance. You can't already write him off. You're stuck with him for nine years. So you might as well just open up to him. <laughs> oh my God. That's not a real year. Like, no, it's, it's not. Right? Like, <laughs> I saw, I even saw the trade. It was like the Christian Dvorak trade. It's like 2024. 20, second. I'm like, that's not a real year. It's not you real. It's up, not right? real. 2024. That's a 15 year old. Yeah. The Coyotes <laughs> are going to go scout freaking freshmen next week. Like, seriously. Like people, that, in the 20, like, people in the 2024 draft, those players are born 2006. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not real. Bro, um, that, that just fucked me up. Like, yeah. that. That ruined my day. Just hearing that. Oh my god! <laughs> Not all the Leafs talk just no! that. <laughs> um, yeah, once, 
Yeah, the drafts the last few years, you look at the ages and it's just like, oh, I'm a 90s, like I was born in 96 to know that they're, <laughs> they're like, their kids are going to be drafted sooner, born in 2006. That it's messing. Up I know I'm, I'm 2000 and I'm like, I consider myself young. And then I'm like seeing the kids from like this year draft, like 2003. I'm like, wow. That's like, it's crazy. Dude, it's even, even you, even you being like, <laughs> Even you being in two thousand fucks me. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, because I'm not. I'm not a '90s kid. I'm. I'm born exactly. a different century. I'm oh millennium. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but going back to Mitch Marner again, like no, I, oh, just, I just, yeah. wa- <laughs> I just, I just want to close it off on this because, like, I feel like we've gone through. I was going to ask him what he, what can he do to redeem himself because I don't think he can redeem himself for you, but. Um, no, I think it was definitely can when it comes. Uh, yeah, that's, that's how you true. do it. That's that's true. But <laughs> it's like, pretty simple yeah. actually. Um, but. <laughs> The just like, I think it was from the Steve Dangle podcast as well. Like the difference between a star, a star shows up in the regular season, a superstar also shows up in the playoffs. One hundred percent. I'll just end what, it off on that. Yeah, what he what he can do to redeem himself is just play better. Win a cup, like, yeah, <laughs> like play better, yeah. Not even not even win a cup. Like if he like you you mentioned all those like those Patrick Kane years where even if the team is disappointing, like he shows up. Like I want Mitch. Like Mitch Marner's getting paid to be a player who we go, holy shit, this guy's carrying his team into the second round. Like, like the, the expectations, everyone says, oh, it's all expectations in Leafland right now. No, we're not expecting a cup. We just mm-hmm. want the second round. We want what was a disappointing Our season career. for you guys for most of the, the time that you were alive. Like <laughs> most of the time that you guys have been alive and connect and, and as as Blackhawks fans, like oh man, oh, a second round like conference yeah. finals in seven years. Exactly. Like, <laughs> first of all, fuck you. Like <laughs> right off that. Like, like that's insane. Oh, like come on, get out of here with that. But like, it's great. <laughs> but like, if you guys got bounced, like in that stretch of years, like essentially when Taves and Kane like really came to their own, if you guys got bounced in the second round, that's a disappointing season for you guys, right? Like that. That mm-hmm. would be like us oh, well, losing like- in Game Seven to LA in twenty fourteen was disappointing. We exactly. No, but like losing year. to Phoenix yeah. in two thousand twelve was like. Oh, that. those are. Like, that's yeah. perfect example. Like yeah, yeah, and that was and they and, carried. <laughs> yeah, and that would be like like that is our hope is to be is is to is to achieve what was a disappointing season for you guys so <laughs> expectations like so people talk about it's all about uh, all about expectations the expectations are relatively measured in that in that front what i want to see like what would what would redeem marner in everyone's eyes including my own is he goes out and we talk about him the way that we talked about like a i don't know like in in the bubble like shea theodore you know or uh mark stone or guy like you know guys who are like holy shit this guy is dragging this team like through like through the round he is he is like a one-man wrecking crew like you know like a you know like a ryan kessler in in 20, oh 2011 where we're just like that back. guy but like i think about these like incredible you know single performances and i go this guy's getting paid 10.893 million dollars it's more than that now because <laughs> it just went up but like that's the number i have in my head like that is he should be going out there and he should be putting his team on his back with like the team on his like, back though like greg jennings the hard the like you know <laughs> what he did to, to darren sharper the hardest hitting safety in madden <laughs> fuck you gumby like all that and so <laughs> that's such a good clip oh oh, the, one of the best of all time but oh, like man. he should be doing that and if he does that even for one round i think a lot of people i think the heat will come off a lot of him like if he goes if he it, let's say it goes to seven games again but he's he's got like four goals and like five assists and it's and he's just like he's there all the time. Maybe he scores like an important goal, like a, like either a, like a get, like an OT winner or like a winning goal or something like that. I think that will do a lot to take the heat off. But right now, like like 
people will see like people see his face like for example the Leafs just dropped a, a collab with like Drew House like yeah. Justin Bieber's uh, the clothing mm-hmm. company and I saw him trying it on I'm just like you don't deserve those socks like it's <laughs> like in my head like and, and that's that's like the carnal that's the carnal fan side of me that I have to mm-hmm. bat down because of my job but like in the back beat down I have to you know like lock away in a cage in my brain but like in the back of my head I'm just like you don't deserve those socks <laughs> like it's you know like that that like wear that well, that hoodie's for winners. Wear that hoodie, win. you know. And and but I think a lot of that will go away if the guy just comes out and has a good first round. Like not not yeah. like not like an okay first round. Like one where good. he he plays like a superstar. Where you can't blame it on him if they lose. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it's not a run to the cup. It's one round. Just for 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 a best of seven series, come out there and be the best player on the ice because you're being because you're the highest. You're you will likely be the highest paid player on the ice other than Austin Matthews. Be the best player on the ice. And I think that's that's all he, he needs to do is getting paid like it. I don't think that's too much to ask. 100%. And, like, I, I keep thinking, like, the one time we've seen that is, like, in 20, I think it was, like, 19 or 18 when Matthews just had, like, a goal a game to end the series against oh, yeah. Boston. Like, that's what you need. You need oh, something 100%. like that. Yeah. Like, if he – like if they lose, I think no matter what, like he's gone, Dubas is gone, like all, it's going to be crazy. But like, first, so first of all, they need to win. But also like, yeah, if Marner comes out and it's not even just about like assists, like he's got to score. Like if he score, if he, if it's a seven game series, the guy's got four or five goals and they win. I think a lot of people go, hey, that was a great series by Marner. Like, all right, let's, let's take it easy a bit. But right now this is, we just look at a guy who demanded the sun and moon and was like, I'm being disrespected. I'm one of the best players in the league. And then when it mattered the most for the last three straight years, he's done absolutely nothing. And one I think he, he, like straight up, it wasn't even like, it wasn't, that he did nothing. He actively hurt the team, right? Like it's not like, like, like Matthews disappeared, oh, which mm-hmm. is bad, even though he yeah. did score like, but Marner, like, like, so Matthews was like a net negative, like he was a net neutral, right? Like he mm-hmm. just didn't perform and didn't contribute on either end of the yeah. ice. Marner, like actively set the team back. Yeah, and I, I, think, I, I clearly remember game seven. He turned the puck over to Gallagher in the middle of the ice. Like, oh yeah. my God. And <laughs> like, and flipping like the puck over the glass penalties, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just like, you just can't like take contract aside. You cannot do those things in, in the playoffs in a game seven. You had, you also had like three opportunities to win this series too. Like you had a three, one lead <laughs> and two of those games again, you had a three, one lead against a team. Those 18 points below you in the standings who didn't play two of their best prospects in yes, Perry oh and Cole Caulfield for the first two games of season. So they were for this of the series, they were already playing oh, with one yes. hand behind their back and you had, and in those three shots, you had to win the series. You all two of them were in your home rank and you couldn't do it. There's no excuse. Like there's just no none. There's none. And anyone who tries to make them, anyone who tries to go, who try, who tries to, you know, like pussyfoot around it. No, <laughs> Like, like these, these are, these are not like, like these are not, these, these are people with expectations who are getting paid like it. Like you gotta, it's, it's, it's crazy to me. They need to win at least around. And the fact that that's the expectations right now just speaks to how disappointing they've been. Yeah. Like you don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. And I don't think they had the benefit of the doubt for a while. Another, another Steve Dangle quotes, like the baby fat has gone like, Oh, this cute little <laughs> team. No, it's not that anymore. Like you gotta, you gotta win. Just oh yeah. Visibly. Baby fat. They're adults. Yeah. They're full on adults now. You're getting paid like adults. You better start mm-hmm. winning. Like, exactly. Oh my gosh. Adults um, win. Oh yeah. Well, on a brighter note, who was your favorite pickup the Leafs had the saucy? They did have like, <laughs> I mean, they had like, I mean, they're not like great pickups, but they're low risk. I think they could be low key, like decent yeah. pickups. 
I think that's the way they needed to go. If yeah. they weren't going to blow it up, then I think that is the way they need to go was get. And I think there are a lot of like, you know, these low risk, but like really high reward guys like a Josh Hosang, for example, is on a PTO. Yeah. Like that guy Peter could. Gusev. Yeah. Gusev. He's Gusev's also on a PTO. Like I, I don't have high expectations at all for Gusev, but I also think like a guy, like he was good at one point. Like you don't just, that just doesn't vanish. And I think that the two situations he was in were pretty shitty. So maybe you could come in there. They need help on the wings, like no matter what. Um, I do like, I like Hosang. I hope, I hope he can kind of get it together and make the team. Andre Kasha, for example, I think is a fantastic, a fantastic pickup. And I, I, I'm hesitant to say that because like, I'm like, I, I play video games, like, like NHL, I play NHL 20 or 21, I guess it is now. Yeah. Um, with, be 22. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping I can get that game for free. Cause I do not want to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my God. Um, but, uh, like I play with like Myrtle and Dangle and, yeah. uh, and like Omar oh, White, Tic Tac Tomar and, um, and Ian Tullock and that guy and Ian Tullock won't shut the fuck up about Andre Kasha. <laughs> It is unbelievable. Because he's an so, analytics sterling, that's why. Oh, yeah. So, like, for example, like, I couldn't go to it, but there was, like, a Dangle Navy event at uh, a soccer yeah. game. And that, and so he and and Omar went. I couldn't go. But, and and keep in mind, like, this is a Dangle Navy event. Steve's got a lot of kid fr- kid fans. So a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of, like, kids show, showing up. It was great. And Tullock gets the news on his phone, and he just goes, Andre Kasha, fuck yeah, really loud in front of all these kids. <laughs> And just like didn't pay attention and just wouldn't shut up about Andre Kosh for the rest of the night. Now, every time we play, the guy just has to mention. So, yeah, I think that's a great pickup. I think he could be fantastic for the Leafs. Um, I also, but I also don't want to give him, give uh, Ian credence to, to keep talking. <laughs> the yeah, I like that. stay healthy because he's had yeah. a terrible injury. Loss. That's, the, oh, that's the thing, right? Like, like he was, there's a reason why he was so highly sought after and why he commanded so much in a trade and all that. He's a good player. It's the first just, round pick was yeah. true for him. Exactly. And at the time it looked like warranted. Like he was a mm-hmm. really good player. He's one of those guys who it's like, if you didn't play in Anaheim, like everyone would talk more about yeah. him. And it was all about Very injuries true. and all that. Um, like that. I don't know how high I am on Michael Bunting. Like everyone keeps talking about him. I would love it for Dubas to sign someone who wasn't a Sue Greyhound. Like <laughs> fucking Sue Greyhound. I think there's a yeah, it's, it's the Steve Dangle club. He's like, did he play with the Sue Greyhounds? Yep. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Exactly. No, seriously. Like Nick Ritchie played for the Sue Greyhounds. Uh, Jack Campbell played for the Seagram Hounds, Jake Muzzin at one point, Jason, Sp- like all these guys. And I think there's 11 of them. Wow. <laughs> like, which is insane. So I guess, look, if you're going to go down swinging, go down swinging with your boys, like, like, all right, go for it. But yeah, like that, I'm really hesitant on Peter Mrazek. I don't know. I think as like, yeah, I, think I don't as know like about a, that one. I think as a one B like fine, but he's also now making like 3.5. I think it's 3.5 million. And that's for a lot. three years too. for three years. For some reason, like he signed past when Campbell is and that kind of, I think they're going to resign Campbell, but that really makes me nervous. Um, I don't know. I was really bummed to lose Bogosian, but then again, that mm-hmm. means the little grin's gonna, gonna get a chance, which is Hopefully, nice. Yeah. Finally. Um, I think Alex Galchenyuk is the NHL's Dennis Schroeder who just bet on himself <laughs> and lost hardcore because the Leafs nurtured that nurtured him back to health. Like they saved his career. And then probably like, you got to think offered him like a, you know, a decent deal. And he was like, I can get more on the open market. Now he's signing a PTO in Arizona, you know, back to Arizona. Oh my gosh. Where he notoriously was extremely successful. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) exactly. There's a lot of moving pieces here. And I think it makes it a lot more interesting to go like, where are these guys going to play? Like, could Nick Robertson make the team? I, I, you know, like, 
because he's had an unbelievable, like he shouldn't have been at the prospect um, camp and rookie tournament, but he was that he looked like someone who should be That's not be fair. No. <laughs> exactly. Like he looked like, you know, he, he looked like the guy in bench warmers who said he was 12, but he wasn't, he was a grown man. Um, you know, like stuff like that. I just, it's, it's going to be a really interesting season and look, at least every game is going to be worth watching, but I, 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 I do on paper, this is a worse team than last year, but then again, like, the 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 Capitals said that too, I was right? gonna like say that like 2017-18 that reminds exactly. me so much of that team disappointment after disappointment it's like no pressure and then they finally win I mean there is a lot of pressure but There's like so yeah but I, I guess that's true but not as much I not guess as I much say. and also yeah. just like a lot like a lot of like the high like the high like Joe Thornton's not here anymore you know like Bogosian left like it's like there are less veterans on the team now in terms of like those father figures. And I think that's important for like the Matthews and Marners and stuff to take a step, but losing Hyman sucks, man. That deal is going to look real bad real yeah. soon for the, for the Oilers. So I'm glad that at least it wasn't the Leafs that signed that, but Hyman is a incredible hockey player who served a really, really vital purpose on, on both the roster as a whole and on the line that he played. And so it's going to be tough to, to, to replace him. Like they're like, I don't know who they're going to replace him with like Michael Bunting, like maybe, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so Nick Ritchie, I think is a good bet too. But then again, like, I don't have, I think it's, I think it's just more interesting that Nylander and Ritchie are on the same team now after John <laughs> Cherry lost a shit yeah. when one was drafted over the other. So just a lot of interesting storylines, but I don't know. I'm really, I'm really excited to see kind of what happens here. And I'm finally starting to get ready to, to watch the team again, because I just didn't even want to hear them named over the summer. Yeah, I don't blame you. Honestly, I would have probably just muted everything Leafs over the summer. If I happened. basically did. Like I bit. Like <laughs> I really, I really should have done that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like aside from my job, like anytime a signing happened or anything, like we would, you know, we'd be talking about in the group chat, and I'd just be like, I don't give a shit. Like who cares? Like how am I? <laughs> or like with the whole uh, like expansion draft, I was like, how am I supposed to care? Like it, like, yeah. like it doesn't matter. Like with the draft, like they didn't even they didn't have any picks anyway. But like, just like who gives a shit? Like it's like they lost and like we, we, you know, we spent a lot of years and specifically me when I was covering their AHL team for three years, like with every minute, you know, transaction, breaking it down and how it would impact, you know, like a ripple effect up to the NHL level. And now it's like, well, it all didn't matter. So like, who cares now? So it, maybe this is the, the, you know, the 2018 Blackhawks where they just, you know, or not Blackhawks, uh, Capitals. Capitals. I was going to be like, that's what yeah, happened. 22 yeah, Blackhawks were not that good. No. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely not want to be the 20, 2018 Blackhawks. But like, that would who not knows? Be fun. No, but who knows? Hey, but like, Scott Foster would come in. Maybe yeah, that's true. <laughs> don't even don't bring up. You can't even bring up e-bugs with me. Oh like, my god, <laughs> I'm a broken man. Like you can't like don't you can't even bring up e-bugs with me. Like because and then and then like David Ayers attended fucking Marner's like charity hockey tournament uh, like that. like this week and it's just. I feel like if I brought that up, you would leave and be like, I need my $150 now. Yeah. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> All right, I'll send you my Venmo. And we'll this is equivalent to an hour of prep. So, yeah. <laughs> an hour of mental struggle in my head. An hour of mental prep to get through this. So. It's like therapy. Oh, exactly. Except I'm the one paying you and not paying me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's just being crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see how the division as a whole shakes up this year because I think 
I think the Florida teams are at the top this year, just because unless Spencer Knight is just not what he was touted to be last year. And that was mm-hmm. just like a little fluke. But then I think Toronto and Boston are just the biggest question marks right now, because I know Rask is out and Omar's not bad, but yeah. I mean, Bo- Boston lost Krejci and Rask. Those are pretty yeah. big losses at the end of the day. I don't think Charlie Coyle can fill that two C role. They tried many times and it didn't work. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot up in the air. Like it's, and that's why again, like, with the team, with the Leafs not being as good on paper, like, and the division only getting stronger around them, it's it's tenuous. Like they're gonna have to really pull it together. And look, this could be exact. This could be the adversity that they that they need, like to yeah. because for years they just like they just coasted into the playoffs. I was they like had with this... the Capitals too. It's like they won yeah. the President's Trophy, but maybe now that like they're actually competitive during the regular season, maybe that will yeah. help them. I don't know. Not every was... team's going to be a pushover anymore. Like Ottawa's no. not a free win anymore. <laughs> Clearly. I even... mean, Montreal, yeah. I don't think they're going to make yeah, the playoffs, even Ottawa. they're going to be a tough yeah. draw. Like depending on what happens with, with Tuchuk, but like it, with Tuchuk now, like even Ottawa is not a free space. Like, you know, uh, like I would say the, like even like, although the Habs beat them, like I think Ottawa, I, I hesitate to say this, but like I think even Ottawa like could 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 challenge to finish higher than Montreal this oh, year. Oh, I agree. Like, with like that. there's no way Matt Murray can be as bad as he was last year. In my exactly, eyes. and like, also like you know what I, I give a lot of I'm gonna give a lot of sim- like not sympathy but just benefit of the doubt to anyone who had an uncharacteristically shit year last year because look that's been everyone, with me too. Like yeah. society did as a whole. Like we just we're we're still in the middle of it, but specifically last season like, we're in the middle of like a generational terrible event everyone's lives changed we couldn't see anyone like the the restrictions that they had to go through was nuts like it was just so isolating like no one was at their best and so i think that it was it, i think that a guy like matt murray who like then had to deal with moving to a new city like you know like pretty sure he lost that. his father too like, he did that's, lose his that's just awful that's so tough. it's just so much shit like i think I, I I advocated like in the middle of the season to just be like, look, just like shut him down, like let him go, get his head right, like come back next year. It's a long term deal that you've signed him to. Like you don't, and you're not contending now. Like let him, let him just breathe and be and like do do what Jonathan Druin did. Like I like yeah, I'm 100%. a big I'm a I think Druin's gonna have a great year this year because you know as someone who's dealt with like with anxiety and, and a Me lot of the too. shit that yeah. he has, yeah, like have. yeah, I think I don't think there's a person on earth who hasn't, but like. Yeah. When it comes to panic attacks and shit, like you are not a like, and to be a professional athlete, like it is impossible to function. So I credit him for being able to perform as well as he did, you know. And so I think now being somewhat free of that, not free obviously, but like to have it managed and to have that that weight kind of lifted, I think he's going to be a lot better. So and I think we can say that with Murray too. Like if he's given being given time to grieve, but also just get his head together, get in a routine, get to know the city, feel like it's, it's home, you know, talk to people. I think he can be a lot better. Like, so Ottawa's not a free space, the only real free space. And even Detroit, like they're, they've gotten better. Like mm-hmm. Detroit, you know, like they, like getting a guy like Verona better, you know, like they're, like Cider's they're, coming up, like Cider's coming maybe up. Maybe Raymond. Like, yeah, exactly. The only one that's a free space is Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo is Buffalo, Buffalo man. Yeah. And Buffalo sucks. Bad. Like it's like they're gonna so be bad. Jack Eichel might, might not even play for them. They might be even worse than last year. So yeah. it's it's gonna they be still might not be the worst team in the league because Arizona's gonna be right there next to them. <laughs> um, at least on purpose, though. Like at least Arizona yeah. is at least like purpose. at least they're trying to be that bad. Like at least it like Arizona is clearly they're the they're the garbage can of the NHL for sure. Like they it is that is where con- like all they exist to launder contracts. They have the infinity stones with all the draft picks. Yeah. yeah all the <laughs> no, for real. It's, it, but it's like, if, 
like they have all the infinity stones with all the draft picks, but it's like, you know, like if, if the fucking infinity gauntlet was made out of like shit, like they just <laughs> couldn't put it together. Like it's like they're out of wood. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like they just don't, yeah, they have all these draft picks, but they're not like nothing in, in the last little bit has shoot, like has suggested that they're going to hit on any of them. No. Like yeah. maybe they won't draft a straight up criminal with, with one this time. <sighs> That'd be no. nice. Gunther's but, a good start, though. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see, but yeah, I, it, it's going to be a really interesting season. I'm really looking forward to it. Like, just so many storylines. I can't. And wait. And speaking of uh, like a free win, like that's that they're in the Blackhawks division now, so that's yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you guys you can't wait for the next basically decade of Seth Jones, eh? Like it's. Dude, I'm my... gonna be I'm gonna be 30 when that contract is. <laughs> Holy shit! That that that. That trade is literally going to go one of two ways. Either the Hawks are going to be decent or they're just going to be a shitter for the next three years. And I think it's going to be the latter. So, like, like wrap your head around that. You're, you're going to be 30 when that contract I is done. Are you, are you the same age as well? Like, uh, no, I'll be 32. So, still, that's <laughs> unreal. You, there is a good chance that both of you will, will be married with children. I, that's, that that's what I think about. I'm like, like oh there's a good God. chance that there will be a smaller biological version of you running around. There will be a mini like, me on Earth. Yeah, Seth maybe, Jones before Seth the yeah. <laughs> It's insane. Well, he's, he definitely signed there because he knew that there was a path to the captaincy. Like, like oh, I yeah. knew that like where he was looking to get traded, he wanted to be a captain in the next one or two years. And so who knows how long Taves is going to be there for. And I mean, Hey, it's not Columbus. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I think, I think it'll be, it'll, I think it'll be really interesting to see what, what <laughs> yeah. he does um, because I don't have high hopes for it. And I, and also the no, spotlight, the spotlight is shining pretty bright on him right now. So also like, I don't know if you guys read that piece, but uh, let's hope his mom doesn't. Send oh him my every god, bad uh, we're not even going to get into that. We literally yeah. said we're not bringing her up on the podcast because okay, okay, I don't yeah. need her finding it and then putting us in bad yeah, luck because she's no. that kind of. Crazy. We won't go any further on that, but like at this she's point, the Paul Marner of the, of no. the Black Hawks. <laughs> literally is. It's insane. Yikes. Oh my god! Have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Well, we're at the point where it's like, okay, I, I, I shit all over the trade. But whose fault is that? That's not Seth Jones' fault. If someone no. offers you seventy-six million dollars, you, you, you take it. Smile yeah. on your face. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm a piece of shit. If someone offered me seventy, or, you know, like seventy-six million dollars, I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm not worth even. I'm not worth a tenth of that. But it's. No, I'm not you know, either. It, it's nuts. Oh yeah. And like we we talk about like the way we are like the denial side of us has just always been like well he was good when like Panarin was there and he had all that offensive talent so he can maybe just put up points which yeah. I think is what we all think he's gonna put up points like yeah. my friend Connor but and I can he about play it, like, the position he's supposed to play yeah we I honestly think like, <laughs> even Connor made a good, good comparison enough. he's basically John Carlson just bigger and. I don't, and hard. not as offensively good as John Carlson. Yeah, John, John Carlson's like a, seventy points, like John Carlson. Yeah, John Carlson's like, like a point per game player. I just look when to be a true number one in the league, like you have to at least have a grasp of how to play defense. <laughs> like, like you don't have to be like an absolute defensive stalwart, but like to be a number one defenseman, you have to be like very good offensively, and then also like at least be able to be a competent defender. Mm-hmm. And Seth Jones is like fine offensively, I guess but he just, he can't defend. And I don't no. think, and, and unless he magically learned over the summer or, be, or went back to, you know, his prior form, like that contract is going to look real. It already looks bad. It are, it's already bad. It's already going to cost bad. them players in the next two years. Like, oh yeah. And that's, yeah. So that's the exact same thing with Marner is like how many guys did the Leafs have to let, like they let Hyman walks directly because of that deal. You know, they like how many guys have they had to let walk out the door? 
because I mean, of that deal. And now, now Jones is going to do the exact same thing. Oh yeah. It's, it's a blast. Like I'm not looking forward to when Taves, Kane and DeBrinket are all up in the same year. And oh my God. That, and Doc and Kubalik to... are up this year too. Like it's a great time. At least it's extended Murphy though. The Murphy extension is good. Yeah. I like um, that. But I mean, you can't rely on Connor Murphy and Jake McCabe to save your defense every single night if Seth Jones is what he was the last two years. So uh, all we can do at this point is just cheer him oh. on because I feel like everyone's just like shitting on him and like, yeah, he had a horrible year last year, but I don't think he's going to be that bad. But I also don't think he's close. Like, to what else are you going to do? Right? Yeah, you, you all you can just... do is just cheer at this point. Like, I want to surprise him. Yeah. At this point, I think he's going to surprise some people with the amount they're crapping on him. Like, uh, I, I, I just really don't think he's going to be as bad as he was last year. He'll still be not as great. But. So this is from Frank. Sorry, this is from Frank Cervelli. It looks like uh, Peter Shirelli is going to be going to uh, St. Louis. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, as a, like a, as an advisor to Doug Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so St. Louis is going to suck for the next little bit. Let's so go in there. I mean, division. have you seen the contracts they've been signing? Like, they're, yeah, it's true. They're working on it. <laughs> Knowing how they handled the the Petrangelo situation, all that, I'm shocked he hadn't been there for the last couple of years. So it's. Mm. I'm sorry. The Petrangelo thing a few years ago just drove me up a wall. It's like, all right, we won't re-sign our captain. But we'll, we'll, we'll throw we'll a bunch re- of money at Justin yes, Paul and Tory yes, Krug. Yes, okay. Insane. Like, insane. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, it's like every team has that. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> every team's got that one contract where it's just like, why did you throw that much money at him? <laughs> Every, everyone has that. It's it's nuts. Okay. Um, I think that's like, we, we covered a lot of ground, like with the Leafs, I always feel like we're going to do that, but um, one more <laughs> Ooh, question. One more question. On, yeah, yeah. Thoughts on yeah. David Camp. Yeah. What is, that was, that's what I was going to ask. I don't have any. Blackhawk. <laughs> what you tell me, man, uh, yeah. who the fuck is this? It's so funny. Cause Steve Dangle, it was like the same thing. It's like, I've literally, I I'm, I'm like never paid to cover him. hockey and I've never heard of this guy. And he's paid to play 230 games. And no, like literally my job is to write about, hockey all and not just the Leafs like all of it like to write talk evaluate tweet all that about hockey this guy's played 200 games he's making 1.5 million dollars a year for the Leafs for I believe the next two years I've I've never his career high in goals eight goals by the way he's got stone hands he's got stone hands but like he's never heard of him is he great I mean he he he's the guy who took all the tough assignments last year when Tage was out and he's really good on the penalty kill and he's pretty good in the, he's been getting better in the face off dot every year. So it, we all kind of looked at it as like, he could be a good fourth liner, honestly, like good fourth line center. You're just like traditional fourth line. I center think what like you're that. hoping is like David Kampf, like another thing Steve Dangle brought up is like the Maple Leafs haven't had like a natural center to take face offs in the penalty kill. So that'll help out. Um, and I feel like if he can even just like play like top, competition to just like a draw where yeah. it's like someone even and you let Matthews and Tavares roam free I feel like that's a good signing for them yeah mm-hmm. like that's they haven't yeah for example like Hyman has taken all the all the face-offs in the pen like in the the penalty kill and while I love Zach Hyman that's ridiculous and the fact that they haven't like, exactly and the fact that they haven't remedied that in years is is insane so look if he can if he like you said if he can be a good penalty killer take some t- like take tough tough you know, opposition and be able to play them to a draw. And it does, it doesn't really matter what he puts up offensively. That's exactly what he needs to, we needs to do. I just, I have no idea why this was the guy that they, they focused on, but Hey, 
maybe maybe he's a maybe he becomes a great maybe he's like the next Philip Deneau. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Mark if he becomes the next even. Philip Deneau, I'm going to be very pissed because yeah, there's no such like at least Deneau had flashes of offense at the Blackhawks. David Camp has not had a single sign of offensive like flair. He's been like we basically have just called him the Marcus Kruger replacement, but just not as uh, sound as Marcus Kruger was in the faceoff dot because. He was super underrated for us, but yeah, I, I think he could be a good fourth liner. One point five is a little too much, so yeah. like that's not. That's with not, the team that tight, as well. yeah. yeah, with a team that tight against the cap, that matters. <laughs> yeah, like with a team that probably won't be able to carry like as many players as you're legally required or legally allowed to because of that. Like I, that that kind of freaks me out a little bit. But look, at, at the end of the day, we don't know. Like the Montreal Canadiens just made the Stanley Cup final. Who fucking knows, man? Like maybe David Camp comes out and he. And, and he's a 30 goal scorer and we all rejoice. <laughs> Who knows? It, it probably won't happen. I will buy David Camp's jersey. I will too. I will if, you, if that happens, you both are going to become the Joker. Like it's going <laughs> to be. Oh, he, he also was probably the most shredded leaf on the team by far. Dude's like a CrossFit. Oh, is person. he? He's, well, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's wicked in shape. Oh, my God. Well, there we go. Good for <laughs> he you. And his girlfriend. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Uh, now that we talked about the leaves, we got to bring up the most important question. So, uh, um, <laughs> so we're just going to go through like some lightning round questions before we let you go again. Thanks for coming on, Mike. It's, oh, of course. Uh, it's so unfortunately like our other, uh, other co-host, Jimmy, he's also like, he decided to choose the Leafs as a second team, which I don't why the know fuck why. Would he do yeah. that? <laughs> Everyone has asked him that question. I've never, I've never met Jimmy before. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he's a fucking, oh, he why would he do that? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm, I, I, I don't I really gotta mean send that. him that. I, gotta I don't really mean that, but that. also, like, yeah. why would you put yourself through this? Come You're on, man. Yeah, we've had Steve. We have had Steve Dangle and Adam Wild on, and they've said oh, the really? exact okay. same thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why you would do this to yourself, man. Come on. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, just some landing around questions. So I'll just Let's start off with like, I know you're a big movie guy. So what's your some of your favorite movies? Like ever or recently? Uh, just well, both. It doesn't matter. Like, what have okay. you been watching, and what are some of your favorites? Like ever. Man, yeah. Well, my my favorite movie ever is The Dark Knight. I'm a huge Batman mm, guy. Yeah, and I just one of my favorites I, too. Yeah, I literally Best superhero have, movie of all time. I'll so, say that. Oh, for sure. Like without like I was lucky enough to to watch it in theaters a couple so of years really, ago eh? again. Like they oh, brought it. Yeah. Oh, nice. What's really nice in is like we Cineplex is our uh, is our like theater chain, like our dominant theater chain. It's like I guess your like your version of AMC, like ours is Cineplex. And yeah, so I'm they, in Canada too, so yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't know. Sorry, I thought because of Blackhawks fans. No, no, no. That. I'm I'm, I'm in, in Chicago. A, He's in Alberta. Yeah, I'm okay, in Okay, never mind. I'm in Nova, so the best place. You know Edmonton. Cineplex then. Yeah, yeah, oh, Cineplex, it. yeah. Yeah, so Cineplex would bring them, like, bring back, like, you know, old movies every once in a while, like, during the summer. Like, and they brought back The Dark Knight and watching that movie in the theater again, like, just completely, I'm just like, I'm never going to be able to enjoy, like, any new comic book movie to the fullest extent because it won't be able to match this. But that's fantastic. I love um like i thought one of the one of the best movies i've seen recently is midsummer like that oh like, i love midsummer too very not just because like, yeah. i'm married to the star or anything it's because uh <laughs> you know i've wished but uh, we no, stand florence Pugh. Don't we yeah, all? We, this is a this is a florence Pugh uh, appreciation podcast for sure yeah, love that exactly. um safe space <laughs> it's a safe space for sure um yeah no i i like there's just been so many like although the pandemic is kind of like cut down on movies recently, like I'm just a, like, I've, I've seen a couple good ones. Like I was really pleasantly surprised by free guy. Like I, I go to the movies. I to see that. Okay. So I go to the movies on my own, like, because that's, that's my thing. I love it. It's one of life's most, 
pure pleasures ever. Like just go on your own middle of the day on like a weekday. If you can theaters empty. Like I had the whole theater to myself watching free guy. It was the the happiest I'd been in 20 months and it's, it's fantastic. So I was actually really pleasantly surprised by that. I only went to go see it because I'm like, I'm bored. I want to go see a movie. I Ryan Reynolds is hot. So I guess I'll go see him. (laughs) Canadian too. Exactly. Um, so that was really good. Um, what was that? Shang-Chi is, is, is it, I, I think it is, I think it is very good. The fight stuff is awesome. Like the fight, like the fight choreography, like specifically there's a fight on a bus at the start that I'm like, holy shit, this is incredible. <laughs> um, so that's really good in terms of like movies that like that I've seen recently. Um, man, I'm trying to think like there just haven't been a ton of like there haven't been a ton of like com- compelling movies that have come out bangers. Like there haven't been a ton of, of bangers that have come out in the last little bit. Like I think Parasite is maybe the like in terms of yep. you think like Dark Knight might be my favorite movie of all time. I think Parasite is the best movie I've ever seen. Like just hands down. Um, I think it's fantastic. One is is you ever seen Upgrade? Don't think so, no. Really, man, go watch that. Like that, that's gonna be a cult classic in a little bit. It's 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 really good. I won't even tell you anything about it because it's it's really good. Um like i've seen a bunch it's funny i get asked this question and then i completely blank i love mm. the irishman the irishman i it's four hours it's like almost four hours long and i can I watch love that. long movies <laughs> and, oh yeah and i've watched that movie like five six times and it's four hours long it's it's amazing um the new suicide squad's incredible yes mm. <clears throat> so it's, funny it's amazing it's funny it's awesome there's a dick in it like i like <laughs> it's crazy i'm just like yo who would have who would have thought in a like DC movie there'd straight up be a dick in there? That's that's nuts. Like who like it, it's 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 crazy. Um, yeah, I think like I'm really looking forward to just all these movies that are going to come out in the next little bit. Like I'm really looking forward to um, like obviously the new Batman movie. I think that's going to be incredible. I hope we um, get a new trailer fandom because uh, we are. Oh, we like, are it's, sweet. It's, yeah. Can't wait. Um, what do you, okay. My, my turn to ask a question is what are your guys thoughts on, do you think that uh, Toby and Andrew are going to be in no way home? hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I've been, you yeah. can ask Pierce. I've been on this for at least six months. And I yeah. was like, I was the crazy person for the longest time saying this. And everyone was like, Oh, it's bullshit. They're not even going to do multiverse. And then Loki happened. And I was just like, I watched I know, the first Peter. episode of Loki. And I was just like, dude, they're coming. I don't even have to worry anymore. <laughs> I think it's it's gonna be I man, I think that movie is gonna be awesome. I also I think, think it's gonna bang. If they aren't gonna be in it though, I think there are gonna be riots across I, the country. Yeah. I I've told Pierce this. It's either gonna be like endgame levels of hype or yeah. it's gonna be rise of skywalker levels of death. <laughs> no, 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 nothing no in between. Nothing no, will be as the bad only as reason I say that is because they're doing there's a lot of shit they're trying to fit in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's giving me hella amazing Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3 vibes, which yeah all had way too much going on i think yeah. what i think is smart with them though is they've laid like the like spider-man 3 for example and even Sp- amazing spider-man 2 is like they didn't have any other mediums to like sow the seeds of that like it just had to be all in the same movie it's like norman osborne exists but then he died but then he has a basement full of spinoffs and then it's like this that whatever and even with spider-man 3 it's just like they had to although it's a third movie in the trilogy they had to introduce the sandman's backstory yeah. and get him in there and they had to introduce venom's backstory and get him a in lot there. going then, on and they had to have the whole arc of Harry being bad and then he's good again and or no bad. And then he's has amnesia and then he gets it and he's evil again. And then he's becomes good again. And then he like, there's just so much going on in there 
on top of like Peter being evil and then be, and then realizing he's being evil. And then, you know, there's just so much shit. I, what I like about this, about what I, what makes me feel like they're going to handle it better is yeah. There's like the multiverse in there. There's, you know, like the past villains, like from other dimensions coming in, there's the whole, you know, like Dr. Strange, like er erasing the time. So there's gonna be a ton of stuff like that, but I think they've also sowed the seeds. They don't have to explain the multiverse because they've already done that in Loki. They don't have to, you know, they, they don't have to explain, you know, who these got people are coming from other dimensions because they've explained that in the other movie series and in the past sequels and stuff. I think that like, they're just going to be, it's going to be like in, in infinity war where mm-hmm. like, it just it drops you in and you're like, if you haven't seen the past couple movies, shut up. It won't like, matter. like it doesn't matter. Like, I think like what I loved about infinity war is they didn't have to do a ton of ex- exposition. They didn't have to go like, nope. Like, oh, this is this is bad. And if you remember, like a couple of years ago, this happened. No, it was just like, all right, like let's let's do this. Thanos like, snaps is... Loki's neck, and we're moving. Let's go. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so I think that that's what that, that's the benefit of having so many different parts of this franchise is like it like and everyone having watched it is like you don't need to be like previously on Spider Man. Like everyone just knows. Yeah. So it's it's good. I yeah, it's it's my most anticipated movie by a oh. country mile. Like without I can't, without a doubt. I, I was the guy who's just sitting there every week, just like you know, we're getting like three months away from this thing coming out. We don't like, have where a trailer. The fuck is it? Even now, like <laughs> the trailer, just, and I'm just like, like although okay. they just released it, I'm just like, look, man, we like it is what September 22nd. Like it's coming out in like mid December. Mm-hmm. Like we're two and a half months away from it, and we've only had one trailer. Like by now, we would probably get the second trailer that reveals a bit more. And there's so much hype. Like it's it's I and I think the reason why they've delayed marketing it so much is is hinting towards the fact yep. that these people are in it like, and it shows too because these guys are all doing interviews right now for other projects and they are so tight on that nda that they are basically having panic and andrew garfield get interviewed and he's like charlie cox yeah. got interviewed and he's mm-hmm. had to redirect a bunch of times which i can't wait because i'm almost positive he's coming back they've said he's been casted in like two different shows too so and daredevil like daredevil <sighs> season three is one of the best pieces of mcu content like like i I need king to come back i think that everything but iron like luke cage i think first season was really good and jessica jones the first season was fantastic i think like if they if they don't bring back like just like specifically they don't bring back charlie cox and um yeah obviously kingpin but the guy who uh john bernthal I think is oh, just yeah, unbelievable as Punisher. Like I, I was actually compelled by those two seasons of his own TV show. Like you struck gold on those castings. You're not going to do better than that. So you got to bring him back. 100%. So I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fully on board with that too. Yeah. If Jimmy were here, he'd love this. Cause I honestly, I would say he's probably the biggest MCU fan. I'm definitely the most casual fan. So it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm up I've there already... at the biggest. I, I literally, hold on one second. You keep talking. I'm, I yeah. Something. Yeah. But, oh, but yeah, I'm, I'm like such a casual fan when it comes, like I've watched all like the main movies, but like in terms of, <laughs> Oh my God. Go. <laughs> but in terms awesome. of like, yeah. Like, in terms of, like, like an actual That is awesome. Oh dude. my God. That it's is so rad, sick. dude. But in terms I'm of jealous. like watching like all like the just like the shows that they've done and like I, I'm not in like it's I've, it's, it's I've a really lot for me. On what if I haven't I haven't kept up on what if. So. What if is a little all over the place, but now mm. I think they're all going to start to connect. I watched the new episode this morning. It's oh yeah. It, I think it's all going to start connecting now. Like you kind of already saw it in like a Honda commercial. They're all the different episodes oh, really? are all going to be together at fighting Ultron, but now it all makes sense because you see it and. Like, oh, well, now I got to watch all of them. Like it's it, it, 
it's just like some of the episodes are so hit and miss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like zombies was really. Chat- I've seen zombies, zombies and, and evil and evil Doctor Strange, and that's about it. The Killmonger one was good last or last week. I like that one. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. I'll I'll check that one out. And then the party Thor one this week was weird, but like the last two minutes made me think, okay, the last two episodes are going to be nuts. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll keep I'll keep that in mind for sure then. Yeah. Kind of on the topic of TV shows, what are some of your favorite TV shows oh, ever yeah. and like what you've watched recently? Well, I've, I just finished the third season of Sex Education, which oh. is one of the best shows I've seen a lot. Like, like that is such a good show. I Like there is not a single character in that show that you're not so invested in. It's only like they tantalize you because although the episodes are like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, like there's only eight of them per season. So it, it really like they, they really sort of don't waste any time, which I really like. There's not a second of that show. That's not compelling. It's fantastic. White Lotus was really weird, but really good. Like, it's just a really, really, I I saw that recently. Um, I've recently, like, just because I'm a big fancy football guy, I've recently restarted watching the league and that like i'm not sure if you guys have seen that but that show is nuts and i think the character of rafi is one of the most absurd like pieces of like content ever put out there like i think like him the actor who plays rafi like i can't say it but he is responsible for one of the funniest sentence the funniest sentence i've ever heard in my life that anyone ever say like he, it's just insane and so i'm I, I really like that um the drive to survive Netflix series. I know everyone's talked about that, but that, that is masterful television. Like I'm straight up, not even watching F1. So I can be surprised by all the shit that happens next season. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> um, the boys is incredible. Boys is good. The, you know, like I'm, I, I'm just hope, hoping with bated breath that Mindhunter gets a third season. I know that it, it's looking dicey, but maybe, um yeah just just you know like and then there's the comfort shows like brooklyn 99 you know yeah. like uh, parks and rec all that kind of yeah. stuff which is great love How about the, development oh my god <laughs> you know that's a that's the th- first three seasons of that is maybe some of the best television that's ever been put out yeah. there like it's it's incredible um on the like it's funny on the topic of like comic book stuff like i've tried to get into titans like the third season of titans and i think the third season is definitely better than the second but the actress, I, I hate to single her out, but the actress who plays Barbara Gordon. It's also weird because they filmed it in Toronto and <laughs> a lot of the shit is in my university. So like they're using, for example, they're using the library that I, I was at for like six hours every single day Whoa. for the last four years as like the headquarters of like the Gotham City Police Department. And I'm like, no, like I had a fucking panic attack right there. Like I, <laughs> you know, like I, like I was studying for like, uh, for my poli sci exam, like right over there. Like it, 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 this is not a police station. This is a library. Like <laughs> it's ridiculous. But um, the actress who plays Barbara Gordon is next level bad. And it, and it is taking me out of it. Um, but yeah, I'm just really, I'm just really excited for, uh, uh, I think it's, yeah, the boys season three should be coming soon. Do you watch um, Invincible? Oh, Invi- oh, how did I, I not talk about Invincible? Invincible it's my favorite incredible. thing that's come out this year, honestly. Yeah, I, I think, I think that's, I think that's the same with me. I think, well, obviously, and obviously Ted Lasso is oh, obsessed yeah. with that show. <laughs> that is the world, like the world needed that show. Like I honestly, 100%. and I'm not like, I'm only half joking. Like I honestly think the world needed that show. That is if you just want to be happy, like watch it. It's, it's, it is great. And it just is teaching people about like compassion and 
I just, and like vulnerability. And I'm like, oh, that is just so like, we, everything is so cynical. We needed Ted Lasso. And I'm so glad that people, that it is like a phenomenon now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also like, there was, there was a show. So there's like three shows at the start of the pandemic that I really got into. One was um, uh, the, the morning show. It is, it's maybe not like the best show ever, but it's super entertaining. Like it, mm-hmm. like there's some definitely corny parts in it, but I was always compelled by it. Um, the other one was defending Jacob. It was with uh, Chris Evans and it was another app. It was an Apple plus. And then another one that I got really into um, because it was just a fascinating topic was it was called a teacher. And it was about a, it it had the, the actress who um, Kate, you know, Kate Mara, the actress Mm -hmm. she's yeah. I heard about this show. She played a teacher. And then it was the kid who was from love Simon as like Mm -hmm. the student. And it kind of, it was like about a teacher getting in an inappropriate relationship with Mm -hmm. like a student. And it, all the ripple effects of that, but it gender swapped it where it was the female teacher and the male student. And I thought it was real, like it really did a good job of like, do, of showing that, of it being like, uh, you know, just kind of like subjecting, it, it, it was like, it's obviously a hard watch, but I was really compelled by it. And, and I think it was really good. So yeah, those, in terms of TV shows, those are, those are up there. All right. Um, how about uh, like uh, music's like favorite artists, bands, uh, singers and albums? You know, I'm not the biggest, like, like, obviously I listen to music, like everyone loves music, but I'm, I'm not like a huge, like, oh, this album's dropping that. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. I, I love, uh, you know, I, I've always been like a pop punk guy. Like I love like the early 2000 stuff. Green mm-hmm. Day is my favorite band. Like, you know, American Idiot, love Respect it. Respect like, that, yeah. Blink-182, Mike and Uncle, Romance, all that kind of stuff. Um, other than, like, other than that, I've been sort of. I, th- I think inside by Bo Burnham is, is like, I listen to that. I listen to that album, like when I'm going on bike rides and stuff, like it's, it's a piece of actual art. Like it's one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen made in content history. Like the fact that he did it all on his own is just insane. And it being as good as it is and telling the story that it does amazing. So yeah, in terms like music is, is I, I'm definitely not as into it as like movies and TV shows, but yeah the, that like inside on my spotify wrapped is it's going to be all up there for sure <laughs> and the most important question of all uh do you like pineapple on pizza absolutely not mm. thank you absolutely not it's a, it's an affront to the institution of pizza um it was canadian i don't know who invented it too was or it a canadian i believe well i am i am deeply ashamed um as a canadian and I think we should be paying reparations to the Italians for that um, <laughs> because we've massacred that. Like it's look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look at them. Yeah, exactly. I look, you can, you can put whatever you want on pizza. It's a free, you know, we live in a democracy, whatever, but that doesn't mean I have to respect your choice. And I do not respect people who put pineapple on pizza. It is, it is not look, it, it is just not, the way to go like like you're putting you're putting fruit on there other than tomatoes come on what are you doing what are you doing it's insane i'm the believer of pizza's pizza but i won't go out of my way to get a pineapple pizza i'll say that okay yeah you know i respect that like if it's offered to you you can eat it that's fine if it's like the only choice it's like you're looking through mm, yeah. all the pizza box like oh everything's gone and it's like pineapple oh fine i'll, I'll yeah, eat if, it but i'm not going like, out of my way to get it like if you're at like work like a work event or yeah. whatever and they have pizza and, and the only ones left is pineapple like you're not going to be like oh no thank you like you're going to eat it but like i'm not going to show up to i'm not going to like go to a pizza place and be like hey can i get a slice of pineapple like yeah exactly. it's like it's like filet fish like if it's there like i guess i'll eat it but i'm not going to go to a mcdonald's and be like hey can i get a yeah. filet fish like 
No, it's not going to happen. That is so true. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for coming on, Mike. It was a pleasure talking about the Leafs and uh, just like pop culture stuff and all that. Of course, guys, uh, anytime. I'm uh, sorry for the for the late. It's been a oh, don't even worry about it, man. Just the fact we were able to get you on. Hopefully, next time Jimmy will come on because it just seems like you guys have a lot of common terms of like uh, like movies and uh, like the Leafs. Because yeah, I can tell him to his face as he's an idiot for picking the Leafs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's had uh, he's had Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde do it. Now Mm -hmm. he's got now you gotta have you gotta do it to him. So yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna give him some tough love. He's (laughs) gonna need it. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely but yeah thanks so much for having me on guys it was a blast of course oh, yeah. uh have a good one and uh, enjoy the rest of your day absolutely take care